0: and welcome to the Makers of Minnesota where we talk to cool people doing cool things and today we're eating some cool things. We're eating Joe Mama's salsa and I'm here with Wayne Kemper and Wayne you have entered into the salsa game in a big way from starting out like a lot of people start out with making it for friends and family. Give us your story about Joe Mama's.
1: Let you are correct. Um, it started with friends and families. it actually started at the hockey rinks. Um, my friend Tony came up with the recipes. He was sharing it at a, after an old man hockey game. And so typically guys get together, they share a drink and they share whatever they have to bring. And eventually what happened was... Tony was uh, bringing like 300 of these tubs a week to the (laughs) hockey rink because people are kept on asking it, saying that we want to buy it. So we started selling it and it's kind of evolved from there. And so what happened was Tim is our other best friend and myself. um, He asked us to help him and we, and I declined many times (laughs) and then, It got to a point where it was a a weekend, we were going to the pool and I was trying to get Tony to come with and he was sitting over this one gallon Ninja Blender sweating. And I said, we're going to the pool, come on with us. And he said, he can't. He says, I have about 300 of these to make. And I said, "Uh, well, this is just silly. I said, I'm out of here. So (laughs) I went to the pool. And, uh, at that point I started researching, um, bigger blenders for Tony and, uh, I bought him a six gallon blender, brought it to him and said, here, just take this. I can't watch you do this anymore. This is just silly. And so, um, at that point, uh, Tim was with me at that point as well. And Tony asked again, will you help me? And, uh, I said, I would, if Tim would, and Tim, uh, had a pizza place. He does have a pizza place called Bell Pizza in Cottage Grove. So I knew that we'd have a kitchen. Yep, and yep. Uh, so that's how we started. We, we were making salsa after hours in the pizza uh, place after we got figured out how to make everything legitimate. Obviously, I wasn't from the food business at that point. Um, had a little bit of business background though. And, uh, and so we started making it after hours at 11, 12 o'clock at night after we get done with our regular jobs and make salsa till sometimes 5 in the morning and and get ready uh, we started doing some farmers markets and uh, that's how we started it was just uh so we graduated to a bigger blender and and actually we still use that blender today
0: and do you primarily drive sales through farmers markets or are you at retail at this point
1: we, we actually have, uh, we have a distributor and we're in grocery now. So we're in Cub, Hy-Vee, um, Festival Foods, Super Ones. Um, and when COVID hit, we, we kind of got, obviously everything went away as far as the sampling and, and that was a big deal. So when we actually started, we were a fresh salsa. And we just started to gain some momentum, and then COVID came across and pretty much knocked us backwards. Um, where we had to reevaluate what we were going to do as a business um, because uh, just getting into the stores and getting some visibility, and then everybody stopped going to the stores. Right. Um, and so our model had changed at that point. And so the decision was either we pack up and and call it, you know, okay, we're done or move to a shelf-stable version, uh, which gave us an opportunity to ship it across country um, and to be a little more flexible uh, logistically than we were. Um, So that's what we did. We made the change.
0: So from going into a packaged version, now that the stores are more open, do you think you'll go back to having a fresh line too, or will you just stay with the shelf-stable?
1: You know, I'd say that everything is open to um, in the future but uh, right now our focus really is on the shelf stable version of our salsa um I, I think it's our future and uh, there's probably we have had some opportunities to go back into fresh but I think right now we really want to focus on getting our product more visible and people trying it and I think it's the best best opportunity for us just to get our brand out in front of each other uh, out in front of people the way it is.
0: The salsa community is so competitive. You know, obviously there's just a ton of competitors nationally, and then you have the local folks and somebody like Salsa Lisa, who really was able to grab a ton of market share early on. You have something that's unique though, with the pineapple, mango, and habanero salsa. What are your best sellers?
1: Our best seller is actually our original version, which is a medium version. And, And then it's pretty much even all the way across the board for other four flavors. You know, I think what sets us apart is we have a little bit of a different flavor. Uh, It's kind of, we, we like to call it a flavor roll. There's a sweet front to it. Then there's a tart and then you get the vegetables and the heat in the back end, which I think is a little bit different than what we see out there on the market. And uh, I think that's what really what has been our success is, is it's something that's unexpected typically in the salsa world.
0: I love that you called it the flavor roll. I could totally see that. So (laughs) in terms of the partnership, is it hard to be in business with your best friends? Like, has there been any times where it's gotten a little weird?
1: No, we'll always be best friends. You know, we have a pretty solid relationship. You know, it's been difficult as far as trying to sustain it. At one time, we were all working together, but the business, once we went through covid couldn't sustain everybody and so you know a couple we had to look for other jobs or the other guys had to get a full-time job so that we could actually keep the business moving forward um I stayed on full-time so we're just you know the challenges that are thrown at us are different and we just try to make sure that we uh keep our relationship in the forefront and have been able to do that which is nice
0: and that's not uncommon we when we had our business we had like 3 years under our belt and then all of a sudden it couldn't sustain the two people it was sustaining. So one had to go get work and do Mm -hmm. the work on the evenings and the weekends that needed to be done. And then eventually we were able to bring her back and then all three of us together, but you do have to make hard choices sometimes. And who knew that a pandemic was coming, right? right. Only happens every hundred years or so. So when you think about how to get people to try your salsa, like what are, what is your strategy? Are you doing events? Are you doing markets? Like, how are you getting this into people's mouths? And if you get it into their mouth, are they likely to buy it?
1: Well, that's a great question. You know, that was one of the things that we were doing early on is we did a lot of events. We did a, uh, any farmer's market that we could get into. But uh, our focus really was on, on large events. And we were fortunate enough to be invited to quite a few events. You know, we were at a Minnesota Gopher football game. Um, we were at, uh, I'm just trying to think there was countless, KTIS event. And so we were able to get it out there. And and the reason that we really went into business and, I, and thought this was a viable product was from the farmer's markets. Um, when we were keeping track of our sales there, 84% of the people that tried our product bought it. And I thought that was enough for us. That's to high. Say, yeah. To say this is a business. And you know, just the feedback that we get from people when they try our product is is phenomenal. You know, most of the time is I've heard different things, but uh the most common one is is, you know, I could just drink this uh stuff is is what we hear most commonly. But you know, I remember uh, we've heard numerous times, you know, I just eat it with a spoon and you know, like soup. So it's it's right, kind of fun right. to like hear. Like a
0: spatula almost.
1: Right. And we call it the Jomama Smile. So what I would tell people as we were going out and we were sampling and doing some of those events, I said, just watch their faces. We call it the Jomama Smile is when people try it, there's a reaction that I've never seen with any other food where the smile comes across. And I said, that's it. That's Jomama Smile. And that's what we're looking for.
0: That's nice. You could maybe bottle that at some point. Yeah,
1: right, right. So
0: for this summer, where will people be able to find you this spring and summer?
1: Um, we're going to try to look for any events that we can get out to. We're still, you know, the hockey world is, is you know, our bread and butter. And we're trying to look at some golf tournaments. Um, but also we're starting a fundraising program, which I think is really important to, one, to our success and and for us to give back because everything is really comes out of the hockey world as far as our salsa. So we're trying to honor the parents out there, the moms and dads that have to take the kids around to, you know, all these different rinks and put the time in. If we can do a fundraising program that can help, you know, alleviate some of that financial uh, hardship, I think it would be a, a great program for everybody.
0: So have you started that? Like, are you thinking, you know, like, we'll sell you a case of salsa at this lower reduced rate, and then the kids can resell it as their fundraiser?
1: That's exactly what we're talking about, and we should be um, introducing that new program as early as uh, April.
0: Neat, and then you get all yeah. these evangelists too that are on your side. I, I, I haven't heard that very much with local products. Like you see it a lot of with national products or pizzas or cookie doughs. So that seems like a good opportunity for you,
1: right? And why not salsa? You know the pizzas and the cookie doughs and the breads and and. Sure. Salsa. Perfect thing, uh, you know, because we think it is a sports oriented uh, product. You know, people are typically getting this no matter not even hockey, you know, it's football, Super Bowls. uh, Right. Gatherings. Salsa is a huge product. And so, you know, any type of gathering, sporting event, um, we we feel that salsa goes with that.
0: All right. Well, it's great to talk with you at Joe Mama Salsa. I'm excited to see where this goes for you guys and to find you on my local shelf. I'll be looking at Cub and hy and I hope I can, I want to try the pineapple mango.
1: Wonderful. Well, I'll send some over to you,
0: Stephanie. (laughs) It seems like it would be great with fish. So.
1: Yes, actually it it is great with fish. We did a, um, a spot on care 11 uh, when we started actually. And, one of the items that we did was a a salmon
0: with the pineapple mango. Yum. Love it. All right. Well, thanks for your time today, Wayne. And I look forward to helping support you through the makers of Minnesota and good luck. Well,
1: thank you so much for having us, Stephanie.
0: Okay. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye now.